everything is possible and you don't have to be the smartest person in the room and you don't have to have all the money. You just have to have a solid mindset and want to start. Welcome to EQ Minds Recharge Your Mental Health Podcast. I'm Chelsea Pottinger, the host of this show, and we are absolutely thrilled to have Lisa Messenger on today's podcast. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Chili Technology. And as Tim Ferriss says, of all the advice that he has ever given in his books and podcasts, the Chili Pad had the biggest impact on their quality of life. Without further ado, let's welcome Lisa to our show. And I challenge you today that if you do hear an aha moment, you screenshot this podcast, you tag myself and Lisa in it, and we'll reshare your knowledge and what you're learning across our community. Let's get started. So Lisa Messenger grew up in the country riding horses and making mud pies in the creek. And I'm the same. I grew up in Albury making mud whistles in the Murray River. And I loved our grassroots upbringing. And maybe all entrepreneurs start off by making mud pies. So it's with great excitement that we welcome Lisa Messenger to our show today. I love that. I didn't know that about you. There you go, country girls. It's all in the grassroots, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, totally. And then, Lisa, you've become such an incredibly successful entrepreneur, an inspiring speaker, best-selling author, and I love that you've created this life that you can work remote and from anywhere. And you've even published a great book about this on, you know, it's called Work From Home wherever. And for some people listening, this will be the first time ever they've ever worked from home. And since your level of output is kind of next level to anyone that's <laughs> ever seen before, what are your top tips with how people can can stay productive in this kind of remote working environment? Do you know, it is such a good question because just to go back a little bit, I had a bricks and mortar office in Surrey Hills in Sydney for 17 and a half years. So I actually started my first business as an entrepreneur in 2001 and in April 2018, so whatever the exact maths is on that, I decided to break the bricks and mortar office and um, and that was a really big thing, you know, potentially for my ego and my identity. But I was just like, why are we doing this? You know, we're all coming into the office every single day. Um, it's it's dependent on, you know, output being bums on seats and time in office. And I just thought, you know, that is also reliant on me having the best staff on the planet within um you know, within a 20 kilometer radius of my office. And so I decided to decentralize the whole team. But I know that for a lot of people, this is very new, right? So what I would say is there are two things. One is rituals, routines, and disciplines. It is just so, so, so important. And I think that's underestimated. A lot of people working in an office are like, oh, wow, you know, I want location freedom and I want to be able to work from home. But if you're used to nine to five and you're used to your sense of purpose, and belonging being wrapped up in this is where I go every day, this is who I see, and there's some regimen in that, you may be discombobulated when you're suddenly finding yourself working from home. So I always say to people, yeah, get some rituals and routines. Like every morning get up at, you know, I don't know, 7 a.m. and do a yoga class in your, excuse me, living room or, um, you know, for me, you know, meditate after that and then do some journaling and then have a green smoothie. Like I'm quite regimented for a free-flying, entrepreneur and that's what kind of keeps me going and I have something around that which is until 10 a.m generally I don't do anything that's externally related everything is 
proactive as opposed to reactive. So I will feed my mind and my body um, through exercise and learnings, listening to podcasts and things like this. And then from 10 a.m., it's game on. So that's the number one thing. And number two is tech. And we can jump more into that, but sort of get yourself across tech. And we had a little glitch this morning with Zencaster. And this happens. We're not all used to, you know, interchangeable tech all the time. So that's something to really brush up on. So do you say you're, you're, I guess, more proactive with your email checking and your communications as well, rather than being really reactive? So do you kind of turn your notifications off when you're really in the zone and, and putting out a lot of good content and work when you're in those kind of creative moments and you kind of just minimise distractions as much, as much as you can around you? It will, firstly, yes, I have absolutely no notifications except for text messages. That's the only thing that comes through. I have no notifications across any social channels or anything else. Like I always have to physically go into the app or into my emails to see anything. So I just make sure that I'm, you know, pretty disciplined about when I will actually go in. And as I said, generally, um, I won't look at my emails or do anything that is reacting until 10 a.m. Because I find that to ground myself and get myself in the best possible mindset, I need to actually, you know, move my body and listen to podcasts and educate myself. Because once, you know, I'm busy, but I don't like that word, I'm productive. (laughs) I do have a big level of output, but I only have it because I put certain, you know, um, systems and processes and rituals and routines in place. So I can't express how important I think that kind of structure is. That is, I think that's really important, especially for any entrepreneurs listening at the moment, because I think the the mindset of pushing yourself at 100% and burn, 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 you're going to end up burning out rather than having this beautiful, you've got a morning ritual set up where you're really nourishing your self-care and making sure your physical health and mental health is at its top game. So then when you do come to work, you're kind of bringing, you know, the breast brain on board and you've got you've got a really fresh start then. And I think that's really important for people to understand that as successful as you are, you really have these nice boundaries and non-negotiables in place. Mm. Otherwise, I think it's very easy to get into that frenetic energy of doing, 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 must do more. And over the years, and don't get me wrong, I mean, I freaking power. My fiancé looks at me and goes, oh, my gosh, I've never seen anyone do as much as you do. And I do. I'm highly, highly, highly productive. But it's only because I'm very disciplined in, yeah, as you say, the boundaries and the not negotiables and structuring my time to be my time and putting, quite frankly, health as my number one not negotiable priority always. Did everyone hear that? Bring your health. <laughs> it is the Bring most important thing. It is the most important thing. You need to take care of yourself. And for those people that are actually looking into becoming an entrepreneur, you know, now at the moment we are in a time of solitude. We have so many amazing creative minds at home in isolation and it could be the most beautiful time to look into creating, you know, a side hustle, upskilling or learning more to earn more. And you are the entrepreneur guru. Where do people even begin? Sometimes it's really overwhelming at the start. Like, 
I love that. And I just want to, I know you're all about, you know, well-being and mental health and the importance of all of this. And so what I would say is, I mean, we're recording this, you know, in the peak of COVID-19 and there's a lot of stress and a lot of unknowns out there and people are suddenly, you know, having to work from home or they've lost their jobs and everyone's in unique positions and other people, you know, um, are moms and they may have left their job and they're looking for a side hustle. Like we're all at different stages um, and experiences in life but I think this and any time is really important and that's why I do the pre 10 a.m thing because I'm always checking in with what's my purpose is this the best use of me is the is this really truly my why in life and I think for any of us you know it's quite a courageous thing to do that but to be able to sort of go inward and check in and go is this truly serving me and is this truly serving the community around me that's what I do every single day in one iteration or another and so I think yeah so I'm the queen of pre-sales and just start (laughs) and in the last um six years I've written nine books I think and um so there's a lot to talk about but one was called Daring and Disruptive which is probably something that's good for people to visit and the second that is handy for people to visit is called Money and Mindfulness and in both of those books I basically um wrote them in real time um the first one Daring and Disruptive when I launched Collective Hub as a print magazine in 2013 and for anyone who's unsure about you know how to start that is definitely a very good book because I basically decided to start a print magazine I'd never worked for a magazine I'd never worked in media I had no idea what I was doing I had no money behind me at all and I was entering a highly saturated industry that people said was dead or dying at the time there were five and a half thousand print magazines in Australia and I had no money so everything was stacked against me and within 18 months that print magazine was in 37 countries and I had people like Anna Wintour, I think Devil Wears Prada in September issue, asking (laughs) me to fly to New York to meet with her. Um, I had Richard Branson asking me to go spend time with him on Necker Island. Like the most extraordinary things happened and that literally Um, you know, literally went from me knowing nothing about that industry. No one on the planet knew who I was. Um, I'd written one book, you know, years before Happiness Is, which had done well, but it certainly hadn't built me as a brand or, you know, no one knew my name. So, yeah, everything was stacked against me. So I would say, you know, potentially read that book. I also made a digital masterclass about that. Um, And the other one is Money and Mindfulness because, One of the biggest things, and Chelsea, you might be big on this as well, is I really believe that there are more currencies than cash and doing good in the world and making profit don't have to be mutually exclusive. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that so much of our mindset and our, you know, possibility is stopped or blocked um, or we self-sabotage, keep ourselves small because we perceive that having no money Um, is the inability to actually do anything so I would say remove that every single thing I do if people follow me on Instagram or anything else you'll see it playing out in real life I always come up with a concept or an idea and then I test the market and then I pre-sell it so Mm -hmm. I generally always have the money in for a product before I've actually hit print or gone into production on it um 
that takes, <laughs> you know, some level of risk and resilience that I've learned over 19 years in business. But um, in Money and Mindfulness, I really talk exactly through all of those strategies. So, yeah, if people are wanting some help, maybe those books or, or my masterclasses are a good place to start. But my big mm-hmm. message around that is that truly anything is possible and you don't have to be the smartest person in the room and you don't have to have all the money. You just have to have a solid mindset and want to start. This podcast is brought to you by Chili Technology. Many of us don't even realise that the temperature in our room is too hot. This negatively impacts both sleep efficiency and REM sleep. An easy way to get our sleep temperature down is by using an aula from Chili Technology. You just slip it over your mattress and switch it on, set your temperature and you're away. They even come in singles so you can set your own temperature since partners often like to sleep at different temperatures. To get a great night's sleep and 15% off, head to eqminds.com forward slash shop and use the code eqminds15 for the Aula System discount. Yeah, that's so true, Liz, and just having a go. And that's why I think your stories and and what you've created with your brand and and what you've gone out and done, it, it gives people hope that are listening that they too can also have a go and you know, and if you are, you know, those two books are fantastic as well as, as as well as those online programs. And I think you're right around that, you know, the money mindset. And I, I always view money as an enabler. And I think when you contribute and you out-contribute in your life to your community, to the globe, it rewards you in such a way um, that isn't necessarily financial. It's actually your happiness, like, flows over and this finance sort of stuff gives you, it does give you possibility and we've got to let those blocks go. And I think sometimes as women, we can view money in the wrong kinds of ways. And so I love that changing the mindset and viewing it as an enabler to create a lifestyle that you want to live and also a way that you can contribute to the globe in such a beautiful way. Um, yeah, thank you. I think um, just to add to that, money, yeah, it's such a, it has so many weird connotations and stigmas mm. around it. And I'll say this and I say it over and over again, I could not care less about money for money's sake. Like I just, it doesn't interest me, mm-hmm. but it does by freedom and choice. And so that's where I repeat again, you know, that it doesn't need to be, you know, making profit and doing good in the world don't need to be mutually exclusive. And we do, you know, need a certain amount of money to be able to go forward. So make friends with it. Don't think that it's a a dirty word and just learn how to do it. But I also know that, you know, having money does not buy happiness. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, just talking about the Collective Hub story, you know, for three and a half years, it was the most extraordinary experience of my entire life. Like every single day, exciting things were happening. But with that came a lot of stress, which is unknown. We don't know what we don't know until we're there. And I always thought I want to have a big global business. And suddenly I found myself with 34 full-time staff in my Surrey Hills office, which was, you know, salaries of over three and a half million dollars. I had over 300 freelancers. Like it went from a small business to tens of millions of dollars in turnover. And suddenly I went from being a really happy, bubbly, joyful, creative with an amazing mindset of anything's possible Mm -hmm. to hemorrhaging cash and every day kind of going, 
Everything was about operations and systems and processes. And every day my CFO, chief financial officer, would say to me, we need another 100 grand. We need another 100 grand every day. And every day I would go home and cry on the bathroom floor. And so it, that is a beautiful story in a way because so many of us think that we want this huge thing or we want things that we see other people or we perceive other people as having. But actually sometimes when we get there, it actually comes with other things that are really, really tricky. So um, that's partially why I broke the office two years ago and I couldn't be happier. And ironically, I have a bigger team globally than I've ever had. But at the moment, I'm sitting in my home office and I freaking love it. It's so much (laughs) calmer and my mental health and well-being and that of my team is so much better. Isn't that brilliant? And thank you for such a vulnerable share because I think people feel like, you know, when they look from the outside in sometimes, they're like, wow, this is incredible and so successful. And you're absolutely right. With that comes extra stress. And how brilliant that you were totally aware of that. And you're like, you know what? This is not causing me happiness. So let's let's change. Let's find another option or an alternative. And going remote and then knowing that you have this really busy life I know that mental health and well-being is really important to you. I see it through your feeds. Um, so with those rituals in place and, and obviously working from home in your calm space makes you really happy and being around your fiancé, how do you, what are some other things, Lisa, that you do? I know you've got that 10 a.m., you know, you do all those beautiful um, self-care routines before 10 o'clock. Is there any other things that you can recommend to our audience that help you? You know, I know you've got those cute little bunnies and we know how good mental health is well I think it's about finding you know a your triggers and what sort of makes you erupt or feel uncomfortable and kind of being able to feel that but also know what um you know what can calm you and what can ground you and what can bring you back into the present moment Mm -hmm. and so you know I've done a lot of work and therapy and all sorts of things crazy far-flung retreats in Costa Rica, crawling through sweat lodges and in India wearing purple robes all day. You name it, I've done it. In the vein of you know self-development and trying to get to the core of who I am and all that kind of thing. But from a simplistic level, I think for me, I know I'm happiest when I'm in nature, when I'm around family and friends, when I have connection and you know when I'm moving my body or you know, or when I'm writing. And so I've just learned certain things to do throughout the day. So I would say to people, just choose a few. Like, mm-hmm. and they might be unexpected. Like I've now written. I think 28 books. I laugh always because I don't think people read the first 18. This is another story of anything's possible because at school I did what was coined very unceremoniously veggie English. It was like for the stupid people, right? So I was always told I couldn't write and I was hopeless and I was in this class with, you know, people who just couldn't write. And so, you know, I think the thing is you just start something and some things you think, gosh, I hate that or gosh, that doesn't feel good. And I call it you know, either flow state or walking through mud, you'll start something and you'll think, oh, that's really uncomfortable. I really don't enjoy this. And sometimes that's just about waiting for a little breakthrough. And other times it's like, no, it just really doesn't gel with me. And other things you'll start and you'll just feel that spark of joy or it'll be like being in flow. Just things will be easy and graceful. And so for me, I know even if I'm sitting in front of my computer, you know, doing meetings or doing whatever it happens to be, if I just go out into nature for a little bit, put my 
bare feet on the earth, snip a few bushes in my garden or something. I mean, we have a very small garden, but, you know, you only need a few pots. <laughs> um, <laughs> or when we can, when we're not in isolation, go for a walk on the beach or just pat my dog, Benny, or, you know, play with the bunnies or whatever that is. Mm. It just grounds me. So I think to your point, it's really important to find things, whether it's journaling or drawing or meditating or you know, running or doing yoga or whatever it is, playing with your kids, jumping on a FaceTime with a friend, jumping on house party, whatever it is mm-hmm. to have those circuit breakers to feed your soul. I think that's really important. I love that, Lisa. And it's, you know what it is? It's scaling back, isn't it, to those simple things. And it's, I love your analogy, you either find the flow state or you find those things are like walking through mud. So unless you're on your way to make those mud pies, then we say <laughs> find, <laughs> find the flow state, find the sparks of joy in your life and making sure you're taking regular circuit breakers where you're actually just nourishing your mental health and your well-being. What oh, are, can, I just say, yeah. can I just say something on that quickly, just circling back to anyone who's wanting to start a side hustle or something from home. Yes. It's like when I started Collective Hub in 2013, no money, all the things we've talked about. But the thing is, I just had this yearning, this inner thing to do something extraordinary for entrepreneurs. And what I would say to people is you just have to get really strong on what's a feeling, what's something that feels like purpose. And then that flow state and the synchronicity and the serendipity that just rolls out is unexpected and I believe nothing that we can control ourselves just get really solid on what it is you think you want to do and somehow the universe has a way of taking care of the rest doesn't it it's amazing I just constantly keep thanking the universe and like endless <laughs> gratitude every day because I feel like I don't work every day is like not like work you know but I work hard but I feel so so much joy from from what we do and yeah. I, and it does, it just unfolds from there. And that's why there's endless gratitude to you too, Lisa, for joining us today on this podcast and, and, and giving us some of those words of wisdom so people who are listening can make sure, number one, they're taking care of their health. And number two, you don't have to have money. You don't have to have the right network. You don't have to have, you just have to start. You know, if you're really passionate about doing something different in your life. So thank you so much, Lisa, for joining us today. Thank you, Chelsea. I can feel your beautiful energy vibrating through the computer. So thank you for everything you're doing in the world. It's amazing. We absolutely adore you. And also just a quick shout out to you. I would love my audience. I'm sure they know who Lisa Messenger is, but we do have global following. So I'd love if no one knows who Lisa Messenger is, you need to get behind her. Where's the best place, Lisa, for them to do that? Um, I'm just pretty much Lisa Messenger on Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> or if they go to collectivehub.com, that's where like all my books and masterclasses and things are. So hopefully that supports people. And during this time, we've put big discounts and bundles and things together to support people. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you're enjoying EQ Minds Recharge Your Mental Health podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll always know when there is a new episode. To continue on your calm journey, I really encourage you to download our free ebook to learn, grow, be inspired, and live a happier life. Simply go to eqminds.com. And if you're feeling in a good mood, please feel free to give us a five star rating and review, as that helps others find the podcast, and that way we can impact people and other people's mental health and well being. This podcast is for general information purposes only. 
It is not advice and it is not a substitute for seeking medical or healthcare professionals' advice. Any use of the information contained in this podcast or show notes is at the user's own risk.